Good evening, everybody. My name is Bill Woodcock, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. Today is Wednesday, July 10th, 2019, and this evening I am proud to be interviewing for this uh, podcast uh, Howard County Council Member and current Council Chair, uh, Christiana Mercer-Rigby. So, Christiana, it's nice to have you here, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining me tonight. Thanks. It's great to be here. Great. Uh, so let's let's get into it, so to speak. Um, so you've been in the job for seven, about a little more than seven months now. How do you like it? Um, I really love it. It's it's an honor to be able to serve the people of District Three and um, be the person that they turn to when they have constituent issues that they need help with in the county. Terrific. Uh, so, uh, for those who are uninitiated, District 3 in Howard County is uh, basically the southeast portion mm -hmm. of Howard County. Uh, a lot of Columbia, also Savage, North Laurel, and uh, I know for a fact that you did a heck of a lot of campaigning, <laughs> went to thousands upon thousands of doors, and, and were out seven days a week uh, meeting, meeting your future constituents. So. Um, you know, what parts of the job did campaigning prepare you for, and now that you're in office, what did, what did campaigning not prepare you for? Um, I would say one of the best parts of campaigning um, is truly the opportunity to listen and to hear the variety of issues that people very often are sort of the experts on, so like they know what's happening on their corner. Mm -hmm. better than I ever could, regardless of how many times I visit or drive through um, or bike through. And so being able to hear what's really happening um, gave me an incredible to-do list. And and it's been, I think that was really great because we're able to start working on constituent issues right away. Um, and I knocked, I guess, wow, I knocked on about 10,000 doors, personally, for the primary and then mm -hmm. more for the general. Um, but I really heard a lot of diverse perspectives from around the county and from folks who aren't sort of the, um, the usual, the folks who are able to come to every public hearing. Um, I was really able to hear from a diverse group of people and I think that's really important. The things that it did not prepare me for, um, sitting. There's not a lot of sitting during campaign. There's no doors right. during meetings that um, you're not But the meeting, you know, we have like nine hour, 10 hour work sessions. And so I, you know, it, it sounds like I'm joking, but it's actually quite physically painful to sit mm -hmm. for 10 hours. Yes, it is. Um, and also just the pace that things take in government, whether that's solving a constituent issue or the pace, the, how long it takes to get legislation together and um, with feedback, it, you know, I'm not, it's really hard for me because I've always been a very go 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 person and on a campaign you're really dependent on yourself and a core team of volunteers and you can mm -hmm. be very agile um, but with a lot of government issues they just take a lot of time um, and that's one of the things that campaigning definitely doesn't prepare you for. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to run for the council in the first place? Man that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, now the, the reason I, I decided to run is because I have gotten the opportunity to work on a lot of constituent issues and community issues while on the village board mm -hmm. of Kingston Trivance and and I truly enjoyed that opportunity to be able to help people in that capacity and I worked a lot with Councilman Taras's office 
on getting those constituent issues solved. And when sort of came to the point where she wasn't going to be able to run again, it was really concerning to me that we had someone who was grounded in the community, who um, had experience on constituent issues, and also working with the community in a, in a broad level of community versus a um, versus a narrow issue or, or mm-hmm. group. And so, um, so that was really important to me. And so. I ended up throwing my hat in the ring. Oh, that's 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 awesome. And you worked for more than a year on this, so it was a lot of work. And by yeah. the way, folks, but I have a great to-do list. <laughs> it is a great to-do list. And by the way, she had no general election, so she was still campaigning <laughs> and meeting people in the community, even without a general camp election opponent. And I, I frankly think that's awesome because oh, that's somebody you. who cares. Well, I'll also tell you. So I started door. I announced my campaign in May, I think of 2017. Um, my son was about three months old at the time. And when I was knocking on people's doors that June, they'd say like, well, it, it, it's a year away. Right. <laughs> um, and there wasn't, and so I would go back to people a couple of times, but one of the reasons I thought it was so important to get out there during the general election is because people are starting to pay attention and they feel like there's an opportunity for them to really share what matters to them. Mm-hmm. And so and so I really wanted to be able to to have people who are already thinking about these issues, giving them the opportunity to communicate them to me um, at a time when they were paying attention to it. I love so. it. I love it. I think that's great. So I know, you know, you were focused a lot on your own race, but I, I you know, I know you know that after 2018, there were a lot of firsts in Howard <laughs> County. Um, you know, there, of course, are first African American county executives, state's attorney, sheriff. There have also been groundbreaking firsts and major appointed officials in Howard County with the new police chief and fire and rescue chief. So, I mean, in your in your opinion and observation, um, how do you think that that all of these firsts um, how do you think they've benefited Howard County? Well, in Howard County, I think a lot of people often say our diversity is our strength. But if our leadership doesn't reflect the diversity in our county and you know this ideal that we champion, then we're not bringing diverse perspectives and comprehensive solutions to the table. Um, the 2018 elections really encouraged me both in Howard County and around the country because we really made significant strides in electing people um, to to office who are from different races, genders, sexual orientations, and socioeconomic backgrounds to elected office. So the first and the breakthroughs, including electing our first African-American county exec, sheriff, state's attorney, um, and more women across the state to the Maryland General mm-hmm. Assembly mm-hmm. means that communities who traditionally have either been underrepresented or not represented at all now have a seat at the table. Yeah. All right, so changing gears a little bit. So you are also the chair of the Howard County Council. So, yes. I mean, of course the chair it gets to preside over the meetings. So that's the thing that people mostly see on television. <laughs> so besides that, what does the chair do? Uh, it's very, very glamorous. Uh-oh. Let me tell you. Um, you have to work to build consensus on things like administrative matters. Um, and as you can imagine, with five very unique individuals, they all have five unique indi- opinions. Um, you are responsible for really, for, for example, when we sent the letter to the state delegation 
regarding um, the school impact fees bill. Mm -hmm. The thing that was most important to the council is that we, well, we wanted it to pass, <laughs> we wanted local control, mm -hmm. um, and we wanted no exemptions. Mm -hmm. And so we had to go around and, and really work to get a letter that everyone felt comfortable signing on to and that represented the council's position. And so um, those type of consensus building for the position of the body is, is a lot, uh, takes a lot of time, especially during session. I often joke that I need to figure out what I'm gonna ask our state delegation to sign a letter for where they all have to agree on one position. Because um, even among five people, it's difficult. And they're much bigger than we are. Um, even things, it's a lot of administrative work. So, or making sure the food is ordered if you have an all-day work session. You, the council chair orders the food. Yes, I have a whole list of what the council members' preferences are by each office. Um, because you got to keep people happy. And you get the way, easiest way to keep them happy is to keep them fed. Right. Well, you don't want to have a nine-hour work session where they, no one eats. There better be a couple meals in there. Right. You don't want people getting hangry. So it's, um, I'm serious. It's a lot of administrative work. Um, and, and it's a lot of, um, because we're all newly elected, I would say I had a unique position where there's a lot of, um, sort of infrastructure building, so making that list of council member preferences, having a list of food places that deliver or don't deliver, um, ensuring that we organized budget training with the auditor's office for the council members, um, ensuring that there's budget training for the council member staff, uh, providing my staff member who has uh, been through the budget process previously to sit down and go over that process with other um, council staff. So. It's, uh, it's very glamorous. There's a lot, and a lot that, that <laughs> this is great. I, I love knowing about this. I never knew this before. Yeah, we, the, the chair orders the food. There's a lot that's not on TV, yeah. and then we don't want angry. There's, there's pictures in my mind there that I will just save for other times. No, it's like you see the final letter that went to the state delegation, but not the like four days of back and forth edits <laughs> between five offices. <laughs> So how do you, so we mentioned the county executive. So how mm -hmm. would you characterize you know the council's relation with the executive right now? Since our county executive was a councilman for twelve years, so sure. Um, well, I'd say in any system of government with split branches, there's sort of a necessary divide. Um, I mean, that's the whole point of checks and balances. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the nature of passing laws versus implementing, executing, and administering. Um, but I think we have a very strong relationship with the county executive and whether we disagree or agree, we really work to keep the lines of communication open and I think there's a really earnest interest in collaboration between all entities. Cool. Uh, so, so one of the things I want to ask you about is just something I've observed that I don't know if it's just the newness of the council when maybe people feel that they can uh, do different things, but I've noticed my observation is that your work has been um, scrutinized by many people in great detail. Uh, so, you know, people on listservs, uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, you know, people live tweeting, you know, uh, what look people have on their faces, and then, you know, things go out to email, to email lists or on, or on Facebook. How do you... You know, what, what do you make about, what do you make of all this, all this attention that you get to, to do a very thankless job? Well, I didn't realize people were scrutinizing facial expressions, which is not good, because I sometimes have RBF. Um, <laughs> so, oh. it's, 
just my listening face. I hope no mm -hmm. one ever takes that. It's RLF. Listening face. Oh, it, it, yeah. Not okay. the other face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Resting listening face. That's um, right. Yeah. No, I definitely have this like very, oh man. Okay. Well, now I'm going to have to think about what my face looks like when I'm listening. No, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just sort of the natural progression of social media, if that's just where things go if it's the the natural you know the the nuanced conversation is lost as people don't want to engage in sort of those arenas and the um the louder voices the higher the decibel you know the higher the echo i don't know mm -hmm. um but i will say that there are certainly single issue advocates right but that nobody in this county leads a single issue life. Mm -hmm. And it's really the council's duty and responsibility to weigh those issues carefully on how they will benefit all our residents or our most vulnerable residents or the resident, like it's, it's really a balancing act and you really have to weigh the thoughts, opinions and values of thousands of district three residents. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a good point because you know there is you know I would I would I would agree with the concept that the folks who are very active on those sources are very very small certainly there would be a very small minority compared to say the ten people who live in the ten thousand houses uh, yeah. that you knocked on so you know so how how are you keeping track of what's going on in the community and. You know, being still being able to be in touch with all of those people now that you are doing your job and, and not campaigning. Yeah, so we do a lot of outreach. Um, we've worked on over 200 constituent cases just since December. Um, we've also met with hundreds of residents, organizations, county officials to discuss legislation, policies, cases, issues um, defecting, affecting our community. And I mean, that's community associations, village board, homeowners associations. Um, in throughout Columbia, Laurel, Savage, Jessup, and I think we've met with each of those entities just in the last month. Um, but <laughs> uh, we, you know, that is ongoing work that happens throughout the year. And I think continuing to ensure that you're reaching out and hearing from people who aren't necessarily able to make it on the third Monday of a month mm -hmm. is one of the most important things you can do because there are a lot of reasons why someone can't be there at 7 p.m. on the third Monday, and it's your responsibility to go out and hear from them and not prioritize one form of communication over another. Um, so we're actually, um, I guess I would say because it's one of my, my skills, we're gonna go um, and continue door knocking. Good, um, that's and, cool. And hearing from people in that capacity because, you know, Sometimes people think about something, but they don't send that email, or they have that thought and they forget it by the time they get home. And so we want to make sure we're reaching out and hearing from people. That's that's, that's great. Um, so you know you've 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 had a you've had a, a bit of a life, I know, in activism and community involvement before mm -hmm. you ran the, for the council and running for office is, is is a little bit of a transformative experience <laughs> when you go through it. Uh, so I understand, but. You know, so for people who are thinking of entering public service, um, and I guess you could expand this to not necessarily mean running for office, but for folks who are entering public service or thinking about it, what advice would you have to give them? 
Sure. So I love this question because I'm a graduate of Emerge Maryland, and I um, thankfully have been asked back this last class to uh, teach their field session. Oh, yay. That's <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, it was great. And uh, I'll be going back next year. But, you know, the thing that I, I tell the women who are in the class is that if you have a heart for service and serving your community, it's one of the most rewarding experiences in the world. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's a great thought. Is there anything else you want to share? Uh, well, I just say that feedback is really important, not just to me, but to the whole council. And if there's an issue that you or anyone else who's listening um, wants to see us work on or you want to report back, just contact us. Some of the most uh, important pieces of legislation started with residents who care about a particular issue and wanted to organize around creating change in their community. And I want this council to be as open, transparent, and receptive as possible. So we want to hear from you. You can email the whole council at councilmail at howardcountymd.gov or me at crigby, R-I-G-B-Y, at howardcountymd.gov or call our office at 410-313-2001. Awesome. This is great. Christiana, thank you again. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope we can chat again at some other point in the future. And for those of you who are out there in listener land, uh, this has been uh, Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock. Have a great night. Take care.